God, did I ever tell you about when my mom's kittens had diarrhea? I never realized how many surfaces cat buttholes touch. It's pretty gross when you actually think about it. When you see the proof? I mean, there are little poop butthole spots all over the goddamn place. Like, places you wouldn't even think are possible. It's so gross. And then you think about how yeah. dogs, like, literally drag their butt across the floor, too. But, I mean, yeah. at least... Look, he's... Uh, I don't... Sugar's on my, on my pillow. Yeah. Right now. Yep. But anyway, sorry for all of that uh, <laughs> craziness. Uh, we were talking about politics yes. and superheroes. Hey, I'm Brenna. And I'm AC. And welcome to An Obsessive Nature, where we're geeks, but we're also writers now. Guess what I'm doing this weekend, Brenna? What are you doing this weekend? I'm going to go try on some bridesmaid dresses. Ah, I wish I was in town. I now live too far away. I can send you pictures. <laughs> Yay, I need to go. I think my mom's actually... Honestly, I think my mom's looking at, at uh, dresses as well this weekend, so... <laughs> really? Yeah. So, we're going to talk about the Renegades. Yeah. Well, I guess technically we're talking about the first book, which yep. is... Renegades. <laughs> okay. I know the series is the Renegades. Yeah. So... Yeah. Um, because... I just finished all the books. <laughs> yeah, I I forced myself to not start the second one until we recorded, just so I like wouldn't get too confused. And I was like, I think it'll be cool to have my perspective as someone that's only read the first book. So. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, and I guess we should explain quickly why we decided to talk about this book. I mean, we've talked about books before. Yeah. Um, but this one was cool. Brenna had mentioned it. I think I talked about having it on my Libby thing, and then mm-hmm. Brenna had mentioned wanting to read it because she likes to write about superheroes sometimes. <laughs> um, and I was like, dude, I started the book, and I was like, dude, this is actually weirdly very, like, touching on your interests and my interests. Yeah. Um, I, I've owned it for a while. I just, like, I started reading it. Um, we went on vacation a few months ago, and I just never picked it back up. I think it that was kind of the main issue is, like, it was really a slog for me to get through in the beginning. Um, yeah. But once it picked up, I loved it. Um, mm-hmm. So, and I read it very quickly once I kind of got into it more. So I've had the book for quite a while, but I'm excited that I finally read it. Yay. Yeah. I love that I can just sometimes send you a particular message and you're like, okay, I'm doing it. <laughs> I like, I mean, I I was like, I am either going to donate this book or finish it. Like there is no, I'm not just going to let it sit there and stare at me. So I, I was glad. Good for you, girl. It gave me an opportunity <laughs> to finish it. Um, I do what I can yeah and I actually I I also thought that did it I I feel like it got pushed the Legendborn sequel I feel like it was supposed to come out this summer and it didn't because I thought it was out already so I like when I went to Barnes and Noble to get the rest of the books in this series I looked for it and I was like oh wait it hasn't come out yet and I was sad so oh no I don't know if it got pushed I don't know Mm. I think it's coming out like in a couple months but um I vaguely remember it being supposed to be coming out in July that's why I was like, oh, okay. let me check, but no. Huh. Anyway, so. I have not been keeping up with the um, the publication world. No. Because I've just been <laughs> getting everything through my Libby app. Yeah. That's fair. Unless you count Jeanette McCurdy's uh, press tour, I've been really hooked into that. I love it. I love it. I'm like 200... 30th in line um at my local library to read her book <laughs> that's crazy wow mm-hmm. 
That's really cool. Or one of the 11 copies that they have. Wow. Yeah. Good for her, though. Good for her, honestly. Fantastic. I mean, not good for her what she had to go through, but fantastic that all of the... What's coming out of it, so... Yes. Nice save. Yeah. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But anyways, um, I'm curious if you know why or what I saw in the book that aligns with the stuff that I like to write or ideas that I've had. I'm trying to think. I, I didn't think so at first. I don't know. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm trying to think if like any of my notes have anything to do with that, but I don't think so. It's pretty, um, well, what? I was going to say obvious, but it's not obvious. Like, I don't think it's weird that you didn't get, you didn't see it, but it's, um, so my like political, Mm -hmm. like party story and this, like just the overall concept of this book with heroes and villains, but you can't really tell who's correct or nobody's really good or bad. So that was one thing. And then also I'm just obsessed with ever since I started working on that story um, and decided that one group would be hiding and living underground. I've been obsessed with underground, like towns, cities, and the villains are living underground. District 13. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah, I, I guess. I mean, yeah, the whole the kind of basis of the entire story is like there is no good and evil is just not really a thing and I think that's that should honestly be like the base of every story because yeah yeah. and I thought it was really well done very rarely do I read a book and think oh my god like how are they yeah well okay you okay sorry it is normal to think oh my god how is this main character gonna get out of this predicament Mm. but that thought like usually I can sort of think of ways the conflict can be solved and I just I was like how is she going to do this in a believable manner and you know what she does it in a believable manner yeah not that you know that yet but oh okay I mean she's still everything like everything pretty much I mean there were definitely some things that I was like eh but everything pretty much felt like it was not uh not like too crazy or unbelievable in terms of like the hero villain um stuff so yeah. I'm very impressed by their mentalities and how logical they seem, at least to me. And the way people change and the way things happen throughout the whole entire series is very well done, I believe. Oh, and oh my God, Brenna, the end of the last book. Mm-hmm. You thought the end of the first book was the end of the last book? Holy shit. Oh, I'm so excited. Oh. I was just standing in the dog park wishing I could text you about it. <laughs> I'm so excited. Um, Yay. Yeah, Yeah. I can't wait. But um, is there anything specific we want to get into? I just had like a couple kind of positive stuff and like some negative and then kind of how it all relates to what we want to do um, was kind of the the categories I was thinking we could do. Um, Okay. So I don't know. I think the we kind of already touched on the the blurred line between hero and villain is like so well done. Um, Mm -hmm. There is this amazing, I mean, there's so many amazing quotes, but like, the one where she's just laying on the like rooftop and she's hearing all this mm-hmm. stuff and she's like, I'm just doing nothing. Like a hero would help these people, a villain would do something else and I'm just doing nothing. And I'm like, damn, I feel like that is such a good, <laughs> like it just yeah. it hit me really hard. I was like, damn. So um, <laughs> I really loved that uh, for sure. I feel like one of my favorite parts was that kind of regarding the blurred line was 
I kind of began to, I think that's obviously the point is like, you begin to kind of love the renegades once she's in them and like, Oh, these are just normal mm-hmm. people. They're pretty cool. And then like the very end with the whole, what is it called again? I'm sure it's, I'm sure it's very, very good in the, or very, um, part of the second and third book, but, uh, what's it called? The, the, the thing, the thing that they're working on. The reveal? The thing they're working on with Max. What is it called? I forget. Oh. Um. Do they reveal that in the first book? The, they just mention it. Uh, Agent N, is that what it's called? Yes. Yeah, they just, they just like mention it and she's like, what the fuck? Like, and that was kind of like, oh, shit. I, how dare you make me like them this whole time? And then all of a sudden it's still like this blurred line. It was the whole kind of political stuff was very similar to the Winter Soldier, which is like Captain America's kind of side of the MCU is very like political and spy thriller. And that kind of reminded me a lot of like the political stuff here um, for sure. And uh, I even like the use of symbols too and like how it they can be more important, like the helmet, like Ace's helmet, how it's fake. And like that reminded me of like Captain America and the Winter Soldier. Well, Falcon and the Winter Soldier um and how like this the shield is a symbol and stuff and it was very i love that i love that part of the mcu so i feel like it was it was really cool to kind of all the political stuff is so interesting especially like superheroes having to be um having to be government people and like the whole basis of so much of civil war in in the mcu and stuff was all based on that and it was really interesting it's wild how um easily and like perfectly superhero stories lend themselves to political stories. Yeah. And I think there's a history with that. Like I know um, Superman and Captain America started to become popular during the world wars because it was yeah. like a way to foster nationalism. Yeah. Um, I just think, I mean, I shouldn't be surprised because this author wrote an incredible twist on classic fairy tales in her last series or the series yeah. that she was first known for. Mm-hmm. Um, but I love it when people like do something with a thing that we know and they bring all this like background history into it. The yeah. art historian me is like, Ooh. speaking of like, uh, what's it called? Um, uh, <laughs> why, am I, Man. why am I forgetting the exposition? Exposition is sort mm. of like history. Um, I yeah. thought that the, I thought that, like, the prologue to the prologue, so not the scene of her as a kid, but, like, the prologue of just the, like, two-pager just explaining kind of where they are now was actually one of the best I've ever read. Like, it didn't, it didn't, it wasn't so specific that it was, like, just so, like, the exhibition was so boring and you're just so confused already. It was, like, just vague enough that it made you really excited and, like, it was just so well written. I mean, the last lo- yeah. the last line in the prologue, I was sitting on a beach reading it and I just, like, stared at it for a while and I was like, oh my god, this is great. <laughs> so... Who's uh, Butter Bean? <laughs> ah! He stepped on my bed remote, and so my bed started lifting. You have a bed that <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, it was on sale. I love it. Look. That's so I'm cool. fixing it. I love it. <laughs> but I need to kick him out of here, because he's only done that once when he really wanted... He's just going to keep fucking with me. Get out. <laughs> God, we know who the villain is in my house. Um, <laughs> at least it's topical. Oh my lord. <sighs> okay, anyways, God, I'm a mess. Um, you were talking about something, I believe. Just the prologue, how I really liked it, or like the, the exposition part. Like, it was definitely, yes. it, I think 
part of the reason why it may have been a slog to get through after that was just like there was a lot more exposition and it wasn't as exciting um but like just the the main like couple pages in the beginning of the exposition i really just love the way it was written do you remember whose pov that was from um i have the book right here let's see i just know because like the actual pro what what's labeled the prologue is like the first scene when she's a child but yeah there's no um the P it's literally just it starts with we so hmm. um i don't know i just love the last line hope called themselves the renegades like what a beautiful line and also like interesting and also just like savage like they suck anyway yeah man <laughs> i think hmm i think that might be from a specific person's pov yeah, I feel like... Which, if that's the case, uh, wow, this woman is an incredible mastermind. Yeah. Um, I mean, damn. Fuck. I've never read... What What is the actual... What is her first series called? I mean, I've seen it everywhere, but what is the series called? Like... Um, the first book is called Cinder. Yeah. I've never read it, but I honestly... After, like, reading her writing, I would love to... Because I'm, I'm obviously you more, should. like... I'm more into this kind of sci-fi stuff, but that would... Her writing is just... I really... Her storytelling, I feel like, is just really good. I think um, her other series is sci-fi yeah. as well. Even though it's based on fairy tales, I would call it sci-fi. Okay. Because um, it's set in the future, and there's, like, oh, yeah. a pandemic. <laughs> yeah, I know. Exciting. Um... Just what I want to hear. But what is it? It is the 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 Lunar Chronicles. Lunar, Lunar Chronicles. Chronicles. Yes, I knew that. Um, I you should read it. I'd be down to talk about that series too because I honestly think it's better than Renegades. Renegades is good, yeah. but I think the Lunar Chronicles is better. I like couldn't put it down. I fell in love with the main character and all of the side characters. Um, and I love the book art. It's yeah. Like, each book is named for a different mm -hmm. female fairy tale protagonist, and each cover is dedicated to her, and they use the, like, little symbols that she brings up. I guess I thought it was in individual stories because of that, but it's all one cohesive thing. Yeah, I mean, each book follows a different protagon okay. protagonist technically, but their stories all come together. Okay, gotcha. Cool. So, yeah. It's very, very good. Awesome. Um... But yeah, I mean, we're, you mentioned symbols briefly. Yeah. I think that's another thing, and maybe it's because it, it comes from such a political place, but that's another thing that I was interested in because one of the things I've spent the most time thinking about with my story is like how specific pieces of propaganda could be leveraged against um, people within the story and what does that mean and what does the artwork look like and who made it and all this stuff so yeah I think yeah. there was a quote that I wrote down that I really loved it was um I think it was during the scene where she like saw that they had Ace's fake helmet um mm -hmm. and it was like maybe it was a testament to how much the truth in this case had never really mattered because like if it's a symbol like it I don't know it's just what what matters is how the public sees it and you can do what it paint whatever story you want to paint no matter what happens so yeah um and that's kind of how yeah, I don't know. I really enjoyed... It just felt very, like, well-rounded in terms of the whole thing. And I, I was very uh, very 
not pessimistic, but cautiously optimistic in the beginning, like after you see the pages of all the characters' names and you're like, oh my God, how am I going to remember all these people? And eventually you do, but like it is deaf. You could never get away with doing that as a debut author, let me tell you. How many times I've been told, don't fucking add a million characters, but once you've been an established author, you can do whatever you want. Um, (laughs) So, but um, (laughs) like I was definitely very wary of that, but just I was very um, happily surprised and how well it all came together. And yeah. I don't know. Wow, literally on the book, it says Lunar Chronicles right here at the bottom. Like, it's literally right in front of me. (laughs) Oopsies. Um, What did you think of the puppeteer? See, I didn't really, like, I mean, I'm assuming it's kind of supposed to be, like, Joker-esque or, like, a lot of different, like, yeah, yeah, okay, just making sure. I mean, all those kind of, like, Batman villains that are very theatrical. I mean, I didn't really... To be fair, I wasn't totally into the book during the whole opening scene. Like, I was still pretty, like, during the parade and all that. I, like, wasn't really mm-hmm. super into it. Um, so I don't have... I really, like... Once I was into it was, like, the scene where they um, interrogated him. Um, and it was just really interesting. I just loved all the scenes where she, like, she was in the scene with somebody that knew who she was, but they didn't say anything. Like, it was just... It was the, like stakes and the drama was very well written like and yeah. like believable enough um mm-hmm. that it wasn't like crazy that nobody said like excuse me what <laughs> um mm-hmm. but I don't know I really like I didn't really even think about him that much but I yeah. am a big jo- I just Joker had a, fan, so. I had a big reaction when his character was first described because I was like yeah. oh I see what she's trying to do here this is a risky move but also um, the, like, controlling children thing. Holy shit, that's so dark. I was, like, in the beginning, I was like, oh, yeah. my God. Um, so It's really dark. It feels a little bit out of place almost. Yeah. Um, but I'm glad he's a character in the series. Yeah. Um, so it sounds like he see. makes a bigger appearance at some point, but the, the uh, way you're... Anyway, <laughs> I mean, I was I was honestly just curious to know what your yeah. reaction was because I think anybody who knows anything about superheroes yeah. will recognize that homage. And at first, I was like skeptical for whether yeah. or not she was going to execute it well, but I feel like she did. She didn't like overdo it. Like it wasn't like just he like obviously he was only in a few moments in the book, and I didn't really think about him that much. Yeah. But. Um, well, and I feel like by giving him such a dark superpower, you kind mm-hmm. of immediately cut through that assumption that people are going to make, like, oh, this is just a Joker ripoff. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But then it still adds that, like, traditional mm-hmm. superhero yeah. dynamic of this, like, crazy clowny villain. Speaking of superpowers and stuff, like, there were mm-hmm. so many, so many ones that, like, I've, for, I mean, Adrian's obviously in general like so many ones that you don't yeah. think of and it's just like all of these marvel shows and stuff they all have the same like i mean now obviously they're getting to the point where the characters are just like the the you know she hulk and like characters that are based oh, off God. the other characters i know that that's how it is in the comics and i know there's plenty more superheroes to choose from and once they get like the x-men there's way more options of t- in terms of powers but like it just felt very mm-hmm. refreshing to have like a freaking girl with butter turns into butterflies like come on it's so much cooler yeah it's so much cooler than the generic like and we still have like the strong man and the flying one and but those are kind of mm-hmm. like on the pedestal but um i think well, it, it works because yeah. they're like the og exactly they're like the former generation yeah so it was just really cool and i was shocked at how many 
Because like when I started writing my one book, when I, uh, I've i definitely taken a break on that for now, but the fact that like, it was so hard for me to even come up with like one power that wasn't so overdone or like, so just, mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's tough. So the fact that she pulled off that many different unique ones that I was like, shit, that's really cool. It may like, I don't know how cool it would look visually, but it was certainly cool written. <laughs> I think the butterfly girl that would, would look cool. Would yeah. be awesome. That would look so yeah. cool. Um, speaking of also... speaking of She-Hulk, when after you say what you're gonna say, <laughs> no, 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 go ahead. Um, another like positive I think was kind of the whole like um, the whole kind of what it really means to be a hero, and it reminded me a lot of the first episode of She-Hulk, where I don't really like the show that much, but like the yeah. first episode, she um, you know, is like getting mentored by Bruce and she basically is like, I wanna help people, but I wanna help them as a lawyer. I don't wanna help them as a superhero. And I was like, that it was just it reminded me of that, just a lot of the book where it was like, What really makes you a hero? Is it really having these superpowers or can you just be a human being without these superpowers yeah. and, you know, just make good choices and whatever? And that was also a really um positive part I think was well written. So Yeah. Yeah. I'd be interested to know what her research was like for the, or brainstorming process or whatever, because you're right, it's very, and I'm impressed to hear you say that it was refreshing, because you consume, like, all of the superheroes. It wasn't at first, it definitely wasn't at first, like, the parade scene and stuff, I was like, oh my god, I kind of rolled my eyes, but that was the point I got, (laughs) that's, like, kind of the point, because you're supposed to see how stupid this all is, (laughs) so, Mm -hmm. um, Yeah. Yeah, and she's creating a world that's, like, so hinged on the concept of superheroes, yeah. too. Like, their whole reality is based on that. And you start poking, and clearly everything starts to crumble. So Yeah, I feel like the one thing that I'm still a little confused on is just, like, this is just one city. And I know they talk about how, like, this is the city that kind of has the, like, the history of the Renegades. And, like, they bring in other people from across the world and like train here and stuff. But like, I just, I want to like, I kind of was the world building a little bit. It was like really well done, but like the overall kind of felt a mm-hmm. little lacking to me in terms of the rest of the world. I was just kind of confused at some points, like yeah. what happened and like, I get it. And I totally, I get that. Like I get why this society crumbled kind of, but I don't know. That was one thing that I struggled with a little bit. Yeah. It's hard to imagine a city that's self-sufficient. Yeah, I was like, it just reminded me of, like, Divergent, where it's, like, just a bubble, and there's, like, you don't have no idea what's going on outside. And I'm like, well, okay, but (laughs) what is going on outside? (laughs) So. Yeah. It's interesting. That's definitely something she does better in the other Mm -hmm. series. It's pretty global, honestly. That's cool. It's quite impressive. It's really cool. Um global pandemic no uh (laughs) i'm shocked how many people started writing books about like it really sucks the people that had already written edited they were finished books about pandemics that got like that got published during this time because it like the time how long it takes to get published (laughs) yeah it's just like i promise i didn't plan this um so one thing i was gonna say is that i just it's I think this book is really worth and the series is really worth sitting with and thinking about like it's a rewarding process I'm glad we decided to do it because like the theme really soaks into everything like the prose I think is dramatic in a specific way 
Yeah. She describes fighting in a way that I think is superhero-y. Mm-hmm. Um, even, like, the way Adrian puts on his glasses yeah. and shit, or the way he looks with his glasses. It's like, oh, I see. We're making a little Clark Kent reference here. Okay. Um, you all know something really bad and embarrassing? Hmm. I didn't realize he was a black character till like, the end of the book. I had no idea. I, like just assumed he was white and I feel like nobody ever said he was black and if did I didn't mention it and like that irritates me because I just want to hear this character is black and I have talked to Martin about this a lot and like I, I don't know why that can't be a thing you know like why do you have to yeah. say they're tan like okay great but I don't know I think it, it obviously depends on the author and how comfortable they are and how wait whatever but I feel like I, they, Adrian yeah. is black yeah so how did you figure this out so at one point at the very end, they said, she said like his dark skin. And then I looked on their, her official website and the character art was black. And I was like, oh, (laughs) so I'm glad I'm not the only one that was confused. No, I totally missed that. So like it was, but I mean, it was like fan made art, but it was on her, like her author website. Um, and I was like, well, why didn't, that's just irritates me. Like when I, whenever I edit, like, or yeah. when I'm, when I'm beta reading like others stuff, I'm always like, add more descriptions of characters and add it multiple times because I always forget what people look like. So please mm-hmm. continue to do that. Um, and of course, yeah, I think it's hard with, with, I mean, cause forever, like I would have been uncomfortable saying like this character is black if I was writing a black character, but I feel like nowadays you shouldn't be and you sometimes need to. So I don't know. Yeah. I guess it well, depends, but I mean, that's like a core, I still haven't finished White Fragility, but I am mm. reading it because you, because oh, awesome. I loved what you had to say. Oh. And that's like a core premise of the book. Yeah. Right. That like people are afraid to say black or white people yeah. are afraid to say black, yeah. but there's like no reason to be in that in itself is intrinsically racist. Yeah, exactly. So it meant like, even though I like will still struggle being like, should I do this or not? Because that's just so ingrained in me. But I think that when I read stuff like this, I'm like, oh, it is it is needed because like, I had no idea. <laughs> like, And we just default to white because that's what we're used to. So yeah. yeah well, and I think also detailed representation is rewarding. Um, I think if you read fiction that has specifically black characters, yeah. And is written for like black kids to read, like with black kids in mind. Yes. Yeah. They go out of their way to reference like mm-hmm. hair specifics. Yeah. Like just the character interacting with their hair in a way that is intrinsically mm-hmm. like black hair. You know what I mean? I mean, uh, Legiboard is a great example <laughs> of. Yeah. yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, I definitely, I'm pretty sure, is it Dana? Dana Monarch, Butterfly Girl? Yeah. She, She's black. She is described as having dreadlocks, but that character art, she is white <laughs> on the <gasps> website. Yeah. So I like, I don't know. <laughs> I thought she was black too, because she mm. is described as having dreadlocks. But then in the character art, it's like a white girl with dreads or like very light skinned. I mean, I don't know, but. Um, this is fascinating. Isn't it? I was like, I went in the spiral on her, her website. I was like, wow, this is so crazy. So I think yeah, that. I'm pulling up the book covers because he's on the book covers, but he's always in his armor. He's in his armor. Yeah. Um. <gasps> I'll have to see. I'll have to find it because it was like it was really good character art that was fan made, um, but it was really good. Yeah, I mean it's already suggesting fan art when I searched. Yeah. Um. Damn. I know. I was just like, yeah. what? Anyway. 
this is wild. Oh that, yeah, Dana is is a white girl in this, and uh, and Adrian. Yep, and like everything. Okay. <laughs> I know. Mind right? blown. <laughs> Tell me about Mind it. Mind fucking blown. And especially because I feel like she goes out of her way to describe Ruby over and over again through the whole series, and her like weird white hair with the black like dyed white and black hair, which took me a while to remember. But by the end of the series, like, I knew, okay, yeah. Ruby has this weird, like, Gen Z haircut or hair coloring. <laughs> so, wow, okay, food for thought, man. What did Martin think about it? He was, I guess we, we talked about it kind of, he was just like, how did you not know? And I'm like, well, they didn't, I mean, that's that's kind of, we've already obviously had this discussion because of white fragility and stuff, but it's like, I wish they would just say it. <laughs> yeah. So I could have a better picture in my head. It's not going to make me relate to them less. I mean, I... Yeah. Yeah, it's just like, okay. So Well it's just like why would you not say it? Yeah. And then the answer to that question is I think is what makes it iffy. Yeah, exactly. Um so I think it's Wow. Yeah, isn't that crazy? So all in all, I am like super I am super cautious of like how much I'm describing in my books because I just wanna make sure that one people know that like you know, what exactly they look like and not just skip around it like dark skin and tan and I mean that was the whole thing with um that was the whole thing with the Hunger Games too is because they never like people were up in arms that Jennifer Lawrence was cast because they described her as way more tan and stuff and it's like well they never really said like they never it just was tan tan and then when Rue was black it was like oh my god so it's just I don't know it's the south like what do you want it's supposed to and like all of District 11 was black in the movies so anyway yeah man (laughs) I will always relate everything back to the Hunger Games. That is my one trait. Yes. Mm. Oh, wow. I'm shocked. <laughs> um, yep. Like I said, I guess this series rewards close reading. Um, yeah. Um, oh, what did you yeah. think of... So I feel like the series is sort of written in a way... And she did this with Cinder too. It's written in a way that like uses tropes and yeah. therefore makes it easier for you to guess what's about to happen yeah. but it's like still exciting because you're right and being right without getting bored is like one of the great yeah. ways to it's like what the best books do I think she for most of the book yes the only one that I was like this is really stupid and this could just be because I'm like so into this kind of genre but the fact that like we were like that Nova was so confused and didn't understand what Max's power was. Like it was very obvious. Like it felt me, it felt to me that it was very obvious. And I mean, yeah, I don't know. That was kind of annoying. Um, But the rest, I get what you're saying though. Like the rest, like it was kind of, I, I thought I knew what was going to happen, but it wasn't like totally for sure. But that one, I was like, please stop. Come on. Mm -hmm. It's like a horror movie. Like I'm like screaming at the people to just run or do whatever. (laughs) They just stand there. So. I think same with the plot twist at the end, like that shock after credits moment um, is very, in like you couldn't really predict it, but when it happens, you're like, oh, I see what you're doing. I couldn't pr- see when I, because I watched so much superhero stuff, when they said he just fell into the fire, I was like, well, he's not dead. Like, obviously he's not dead because that's not what you do. You see the dead body when they are dead. That is what you do. Yes. And even in the MCU, you see the dead body and they still come back to life. But whatever. Like, that is the rule. So 
I figured like he wasn't dead, but I was still completely shocked. Like, but once you saw where she was going, you realized it. But like in the when I mm-hmm. when she started going into the tombs or whatever, I was like completely shocked. I like fell out of my chair. I'm not kidding. Yeah. So it was a very good. Uh, the ending was top notch. Um, so. It's just invigorating. Yeah. Um, when you play with a trope like that. Yeah. All the tropes. Correctly. Yeah, you can really excite your audience, which is cool. Mm-hmm. Man, I want to talk to you about the other books. Go read them now. I will. I will. Um, I don't know. I, yeah, I really, really love this story. And it definitely, yeah. I got, I definitely got a little irritated at the end. I'm like, no, don't be, don't go back to being more of a villain. Like, <laughs> but that was just because mm-hmm. of the, the love, the really, really the most slow burn thing I've ever read in my entire life. So. It is very slow Oh my burn. god. I was like, please. It made me like want to write a little bit more slow burn, but at the same time made me like, oh god, this is too much. So. Yeah. Um, I, I guess like mm-hmm. I'm so used to books that kind of have like the characters are together by the end of the first book and then the next ones are like them struggling with other stuff. So I'm like used to that. Mm-hmm. And the fact that they aren't is like, oh, it's just a little tough, but yeah, <laughs> it makes sense. So. Yeah, I was completely 100% sure that they would find out each other's identities in this book and they don't at all. So I was like, well, it was very just it was very slow burn, but it was so well written that I didn't really care. Um, or even that she would be more resolved one way or the other with like superhero yeah. or villain. Like, yeah. it's crazy. It was crazy to me the whole time being like, man, she really still hasn't picked a side yet. And in her mind, it seems like she's still fully with the villains, even though she, her behavior does yeah. not indicate that. Yeah, her behavior so. definitely is like, I think she, I don't know. I think, yeah, she didn't understand how sweet these people would be. Mm-hmm. And I, I really did like that, like, um, that there was an actual villain in, like, Ingrid, and it wasn't just so gray, and, like, it was, she was very, like, not necessarily yeah. a suit. I mean, she wasn't, like, a crazy villain, but I think that the fact that there was somebody that was kind of more more villainous gave a good like balance in terms of the villains you're supposed to like and the ones you're not (laughs) like I don't know yeah Ingrid is definitely without a doubt the bad person yeah like the first book the book and yeah and I think it would it was definitely I don't know it was it was helpful choice Mm -hmm. yeah to have because it shows the risk of like the ambivalence the ambivalent leadership or the thoughtless leadership of the renegades like it's going to breed hurt and manipulation. So, yeah. I think it's interesting, like, thinking about how everyone's always, like, if there was no superheroes, then there'd be no supervillains. Like, there's no Batman, there'd be no Joker, blah, blah, blah. I think with this, it's different because it's, like, more of a mutant, like, an X-Men thing because they're, there's, like, the good mm-hmm. X-Men and the bad X-Men who, like, want to take over the world. It's basically just the X-Men. It's, like, the good X-Men who want to help the rest of humanity, the bad X-Men who just want only mutants. Like, we're the new thing. We're cool. Like, we... Humanity doesn't trust us. We're too bad. So, like, I think it's li- yeah. it's literally that story, and I think I find that way more interesting than just, like, a superhero and then a villain becomes a villain because of something that's... Like, all of the villains in the MCU at this point have something to do with Iron Man. They're like, no, he did this to me and now I'm a villain. Like, it's... <laughs> It's just, it's so. I think it's. I love the whole X Men thing. It's way more refreshing. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, and it fits more with like human. Yeah. Psychology on mass, you know. Yeah. 
I really appreciate their like origin stories too. I thought it was really interesting, like how it, it wasn't like they were born <laughs> with it. It was like came at a certain time or whatever. It was really interesting. Yeah. Um, and like some of them are born with it. Yeah. And some of them it's like aren't. totally, and some of it expresses. I guess that's kind of the same thing with like, I mean, you can like have ADHD as an adult versus as a kid. Like stuff expresses later. I mean, I yeah. don't know. So I thought that was really cool, and like it gave a cool dynamic to it. Yeah. yeah. Very cool. Well, do you rate stuff after you read or watch? I don't. I don't use... I, I tried using Goodreads, like, years ago, and I hated it. So I was like, no. Never Ooh, rating again. I'm on a Goodreads kick now. Yeah. I mean, it's really good for just tracking purposes for real, but... Yeah. I've yeah. been reading so much that I want to, like, feel extra good about myself by tracking it, so that's why I'm... No, that's it. totally fair. I, I love that. But I have a really hard time ranking things. Yeah, I think I I would, I don't want to leave, like, I don't know, just being on the other side of it and hearing all the different author stories, like, I don't want to leave reviews on books that I, if I don't, if I can't honestly give them five stars, because I just feel so bad, (laughs) Um, for the most part, unless it's, like, a horrible book and it needs to be known that it's horrible, but, uh, (laughs) so, yeah. Yeah, I would never do it for public sake. Yeah, exactly. I, like, started trying so that I can, since I'm reading so much, I want to be able to remember, like, what I enjoyed and want mm-hmm. to re-read. re-read. Yeah. But not, I'm, like, at, like, 30 books so far this year. This is, you're living my dream of when I was a teenager. Like, nowadays, I struggle so hard to get into any books. And I think it's just because my life is so busy and different. But I used to be do that you... way in high school. Yeah. I mean, same. I went through a long dry spell. <laughs> I love when but... people talk about books in terms of sex. <laughs> <sighs> it's honestly, there's so many, it's very fitting often. But yeah. um, do you read like horror, scary stuff ever? No. I feel like oh. reading it is okay, but I, I can't stand watching it. So I don't really ever, I don't really ever dip into that yeah. genre ever. So. I don't watch it, but I started, you know, I start. I talked about this before, yeah. uh, the Grady Hendrix, like, horror books, and there's one set in, like, an Ikea-style store, Yeah. and I'm so curious to know what you would think of it, because I know you like the, yeah. the like, stuck-in-a-place stories. That's my, those are my favorite tropes, for yeah. sure. Honestly. So far, it's pretty good. I definitely, like, I, I read Goosebumps a lot as a kid, and I remember it being, like, so, I was so scared, but, like, it was, invigor- mm-hmm. it was invigorating, so. <laughs> yeah. So I definitely. This one's not scary so far. It's just a little gross. Ugh. There's, like, snot. <laughs> so. My mom would always say that, like, she could handle any bodily fluid but snot. Growing up, she'd always say that. She's like, I'm fine with anything but snot. It's so gross. And I'm like, okay, mom. <laughs> Man, you have to deal with kids snot. Yeah, snot a lot. Yeah, more Did than you just... more than the other stuff. No, I didn't just blow my nose. <laughs> <laughs> what was that sound? I don't know. You're gonna have to cut that out because it wasn't me blowing my nose. I don't know what it was. <laughs> Maybe like I just snorted a little bit. I guess. <laughs> it sounded very snotty, ironically. <laughs> Ew. No, I promise. My nose is dry. <laughs> Good for you. I know, right? Inspiration. Mm-hmm. Well. Anyway, I don't have anything else to add. Um, there were some pros that I thought was maybe a little bit, like, uh, awkward at times. Yeah. But that was it. And it wasn't a problem I noticed in her other book. It almost felt a little fan fiction-y at moments. But I, yeah. maybe they just weren't as rigorous with their copy editing since she was a proven seller. That's true. I think that... 
yeah, I feel like I didn't really like ever have a cringy moment or like a kind of, which sometimes in YA it's pretty common. So yeah, yeah, yeah. And the only other like negative was just that it took me a while to get into it. And I think it really picked up for me during like the trials. And that was the, during the renegade trials, that was like the, when it really picked up and it reminded me of, it just reminded me of the Captain America, like storylines of political stuff. And that's when I got really into it. So I think that it was, it was kind of a struggle for me in the beginning. Cause I was like, Oh, all these characters, that was also hard, but Hmm. yeah. Well, and that happens to you with a lot of stuff, right? Yeah. I think it's like, I'm trying to think of a book that I've read in a while that like really was and that's like obviously that's the big problem it's like well if you can catch me in your first page then you got me but (laughs) too bad if you don't like Anna Claire's gonna have to tell me to finish it (laughs) um but I don't know well cool yeah alrighty yay that's all folks that's all I'm glad we got to finally talk about this book after our hiatus (laughs) yeah of like two months but I moved we're adults it's fine I moved you know we're adults yeah I went on a big vacation and then I quit my job yes iconic behavior yeah I got a promotion (laughs) chaotic phase (laughs) yay sending you all the good energy yeah if nothing else I'll be a medical illustrator and I'll draw people of color and people who are fat and yay promote diversity (laughs) so that is that sounds good to me do it yeah I don't know how much you'll get paid for that but it's okay (laughs) it can't be any worse than fair anyways (laughs) um so as long as I don't give myself tennis elbow well I already did as long as it doesn't get worse uh i'll be fine and i love you and i'm sorry for talking so much and good night i just remembered i have an update though (laughs) oh yes tell me um i i applied for a mentorship program with some authors and i didn't get it but one of the authors like that i applied for um was able to still hop on a call with me like she offered calls to people that she didn't choose but still liked their work um wow and she actually she had like read over my query from twitter like a while ago for the same story she like because she had um she does a lot of like hey you know first 10 people to like this tweet or whatever like we'll get your your query read or like i'll do like a little reading or whatever and she does a lot of like volunteer kind of stuff like that um and i got in a call with her and this is about the second book so the one that like i was querying while we were doing this podcast the most um and we talked Mm -hmm. a lot about it and like um i got uh more stuff with my query and like I think I'm gonna start querying it again um so I'm like rewriting some stuff but she's like yeah the amount of author or the amount of agency you've queried is like nothing just keep going and I'm like okay it gave me a lot of motivation I love the writing community so much yeah. that's all I have to say <laughs> oh I'd be interested to hear more about your conversation with her if you're comfortable yeah. talking about it maybe we can do an update it was really just like her going over like because she only read the first I think 50 pages so it was just kind of her talking mm-hmm. about the we were just like chatting about different stuff she thought maybe could change or like what she liked. It was very, very casual. So, so yeah, cool. that's great. Yeah, that's an update. Exciting. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm so happy. I know you're feeling really discouraged for a while. So the fact that you're talking about motivation, yeah. feeling motivation, that makes me really happy. 
I agree. It's also kind of like being away from that story that I was trying to force myself to write. It's making me miss it, which is kind of what you want. So yeah, that's, that's the idea. literally the like goal you strive towards when it's like, just work on something else. And then you go back and you're missing it. So that is, yeah. that is really good. So that's awesome. Well, and I think even just applying for a mentorship and like doing specific things like that, yeah. um, is very cool. And like literally when you said that, I was like, see, this is why I love Brenna. She just, she just keeps doing things that I would never think of. And like, it's why I say I see it happening for you because of little stuff like that. One of my ex coworkers <laughs> was actually one of the mentors. That's kind of how I found out about it. It's so like, it's all these connections randomly that yeah. I like, which is great. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, good for you, girl. Thank you. Good for you for everything you do. That's way more important than me. <laughs> thanks for listening if you liked the episode feel free to give us a rating and review on your favorite podcast platform of choice you can follow us on twitter at obsessed naturally or email us at an obsessive nature at gmail.com perfect <laughs> i do apologize how much am i screaming did you <laughs> all of it really yeah yeah, he was in a uh, cabinet where I keep beads, some oh of my, them loose. Oh my lord. <laughs> so I was trying to avoid a total disaster. I don't have time to clean up that shit right now. Some of them loose. <laughs> Just loose beads. Yeah. Because you know I'm crazy. Oh, that's funny. oh my lord. Um, <laughs> that's why they're in a cabinet, so that <laughs> they won't go all over the place. The other day um, I just found Forrest in the pots and pans cabinet. And I was like, what are you doing in here? <laughs> Cats do love a pots and pans cabinet. I know.